Hello again and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your EastEnders podcast. This week we're talking about episodes that aired on the BBC from Monday the 7th to Friday the 11th of December. And as always, I'm joined by the bitch to my cow, Rob Innes. Hello, Rob. Hello, the Sharon to your Beal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to start the show with the news that Barbara Windsor has sadly died on Thursday this week. And... If you wanted to hear our Memory to Barbara Windsor episode, you can do. It's already out. It came out uh, yesterday, if you're listening to this on the day of this release. Um, And we talk about Barbara Windsor, our happy memories, and Peggy Mitchell as well, and our favourite scenes from her time on the square as well. And it's a really lovely episode, isn't it, Rob? It's Mm. really lovely to listen to. And Alex cut me out getting emotional, which I'm very grateful about. In honour of Barbara Windsor, we are commemorating this episode of Wolford Weekly to her too, to her memory. And like we said on the special episode, our thoughts and our wishes go out to her husband and her friends and family as well. Mm-hmm. So let's get going. <laughs> where do and, we even begin? <laughs> and I, yeah, where do we begin? Where do we begin? So uh... I suppose we should begin with the fact that Kat and Kush have returned, despite their fleeting journey to France. They realised when they got to Calais that they didn't have they didn't have any money. <laughs> I don't think they had their passports. They didn't have anything really. They just had the shirts on their back. So they've come back to get some money off Phil and to plan their escape once again but it hasn't quite gone to plan because Chris has had second thoughts yeah well they're, they're both terrible at this aren't they like Stacey didn't have this problem when she did a runner for, she was gone for, for months and months and months she was fully prepared and then Cushion Cat literally just walking around the square Cat goes and gets coffee in the calf you know <laughs> I know <laughs> just Seen by Jack, and Jan just tells Jack, get over it. I only watch you over the end of a plastic CD player. God. That was really strange, wasn't it? The, the fact that Jack even threatened and said, I could arrest you if I wanted to. But... <laughs> of course you could. <laughs> Go on, Ben. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> no. I've, got, I've got more important things to do. I mean, <laughs> it's... It, it gives an indication of how thick Jack's head is. Because if you talk, if you think about the uh, things that have been whacked over people's heads in the past, you know, Lucy's wooden music box, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Heather and a little picture frame. Yeah, killed yeah. both of them. Jack was absolutely <laughs> fine. Well, Kat did say this week it's only a flimsy plastic CD player. Exactly. So That's she, why we don't use them anymore. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. She she was full <clears throat> full in control of that attack on... on... <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot believe that she was just so brass about just walking around the square. She cared, did she? No, and it, Phil even said like, "Oh, did did you watch to see if anyone was look, you know, following you?" And he said, "Oh, I watched my back." And then, uh-huh. <laughs> and then with a pocket full of notes that she got from Phil, went into the cafe and spent some of them. It was just nutty, absolutely nutty. And Kush, Kush, I think did the right thing. Let's be honest with you, for his yes. sanity and our own, that he decided to turn himself in at the police station. I think he told well, one of the kids to keep it a secret. <laughs> Which was a bit strange, <laughs> as he left the house and left them on their own unsupervised yeah. opening Christmas presents that were meant for other children. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I want to talk briefly about this, because the kids, I mean, again, as has been typical of EastEnders, you know, it's all been very well filmed and, you know, nothing looks like everyone's two metres apart and any of this kind of thing. So, I mean, it's, are all these kids, like, related in real life then? Because they're all running around really close together and kind of sitting... No, I don't think they are because they're the original <laughs> actors who played the original kids. Maybe yeah. they're all just in perfect boxes. <laughs> they're all yeah. just like a big brother task. They're all in a perfect box. And uh, they're all just being told just to stay in that box throughout the scene. And then they kind of photoshopped it out or something. You know, it's it looked good. And as far as I can say, as long as the shot looks right, then screw COVID as far as I'm concerned. That's a motto for life. If the shot looks <laughs> right, screw, screw COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so you're happy that Kush turned himself in. He did go on the terms that he would be released for... Arthur's birthday and Christmas Day, which you I can do nowadays. Could, I, did, I was going to say, I didn't know you could haggle with the police. <laughs> Apparently like, so. I'll confess and I'll go for prison as long as you like, but just let me spend <laughs> Christmas with my son. Yeah. That's, you know. That's the terms. That's fine. That's the Come terms and conditions that I'm prepared to give you. <laughs> Remind me, what is Kush being arrested for other than uh, a robbery? Or Grand Theft well, I mean, Auto. I think that's I think that's enough, isn't it? He he well he was caught, wasn't it, behind the wheel of a, a vehicle he was about to steal, and then he evaded police capture, went and hid in an attic, which I'm pretty sure isn't <laughs> illegal either, and then went on the run again. So yeah, he's he's a wanted man. I, I see. don't know how Phil thinks that he's not going to have his name mentioned at any point during this well, whatsoever. Phil, you're right. Phil did make a point about that to Kat. Phil, strangely, was on his own in Ian Bill's restaurant. <laughs> Again, <laughs> very strange moment for everyone. After having his uh, conversation, because he's just divorced Sharon, come back to that a bit later, he <sighs> has a nice little chat with Kat and basically says if, if Chris lands him in it in any way, then 
that's it. No more money coming the their next way. Mrs. Mitchell. What cat? Uh, no, did you not see this? You know when uh, her and Richie. Richie's back this week. Yay! Which is nice to see. But <laughs> just because of the level of subtlety that we've come to expect recently, um, <laughs> Richie said to Phil that you know the next time that you, the, the next Mrs. Mitchell better be a bit more woke or something like that. Oh yeah, and she then did. The second that she says that, cat appears, ah. and people jumped on that online and kind of thought, oh well, oh yes, is that a hint that Cat's Mitchell is coming soon? Right. <laughs> I so. Hope. Are you shipping it? Are you shipping... No, uh, I'm not shipping it. It's Titanic no. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, so that that's pretty much that, that story, really. I feel like I feel like we can't yeah. really do much more justice to it because it was pretty much... I think it was just to tidy it up for for now, put it on the back burner to then come back to it in the new year. I, I, I feel like they don't. could have brought... I feel like they could have brought them back whenever. Yeah, I mean, like, seems... they went on the run. It's not like... It seemed like there was a massive amount of urgency to find them after Ian got attacked. <laughs> no. So they could have stayed away. <laughs> I love the fact that the cat was like, trust us to come back in the middle of a crime scene. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. They, could, they decide to come back to the square when the square is literally crawling with police. <laughs> but then when's the square not? Uh, that's true. There's mm. two living there as it is, so... Mm. Uh... <laughs> Jack thought bo- but Jack wasn't bothered, so it's fine. <laughs> Jack wasn't bothered. Do you know something? Jack that... had much more on his on his case to deal with this week. Exactly, he did because <clears throat> now he's hearing alibis from all the people who are suspects for the who duffed Ian story. And the very first yeah. one he got right at the top of the week was from Linda, who's been covering she's sticking up for Max, isn't she? Sticking up for Max. Yeah, she's basically said that Max stayed with her all night and. Jack quite rightly basically has chastised Max and said, oh, for goodness sake, Max, not again. You again. Yeah. <laughs> Here again, are we? Are we to believe then that Max and Linda slept together that night? Um, no, I, I think happen? I think that you're meant to, you're meant to think it has because obviously she's given him an alibi. I think it's to it's for Mick to think that they have, mm. which he does think that they have because he sees them walking out of the laundrette together. They're always having conversations together, always on the phone together. Mick's getting very angry, clenched fists. They've grrr. kissed. <laughs> that is true, but um, yeah. So Linda is is covering Max's back. Yeah, well, I wonder if. The night that Ian was attacked, Linda was just drunk, and Max is covering for her that way. Mm, I and don't think so. I think I think that Linda has controlled her alcoholism fairly well throughout this whole uh, episode. Not yeah. really. She's even in the past month. She's well, taken she's, drinks. She's been very tempted. I wouldn't say she's, she's been completely tempted. under control. Well, yeah, but she's controlled herself from drinking it. I, 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 I Max has stepped in. No, 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 no. Because she had that bottle, didn't she? And then she pulled it down the sink when she was on her own. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. So um, but I then mean, she was about. But, but then you know, Max found her in the park, and she was like cradling this bottle of rumble whiskey <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, but I, I, I feel, I think that Linda hasn't quite given into the temptation of alcohol yet, just yet. Mm. Whether she's given into the temptation of Max, I don't yeah, know. Well, what's 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 worse, really? Which <laughs> both are drugs, what? aren't they? I mean, it feels like just a tag on for the Mick story. Like they've created a story for Mick. They needed to give Linda something to do because Mick, the whole point of Mick's story is that he doesn't want to open up to anyone. So Linda can't just be this doting wife the whole time because of this alcoholism as well. It's pretty much an easy given that she would drink if she didn't have some kind of support network. So do you think the whole Max thing works with her, though? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think it's quite in character for Max um, to sort of have a thing for a married woman it's not like it's a new it's not like it's new for max whatsoever no um as far as linda's concerned it's disappointing because whatever's going on and whatever we're being led to believe is going on before we have the rug pulled out from under us there is an attraction there isn't there there is definitely because when she kissed max the other day you know she was stone cold sober when that happened so Mm. there is an attraction there this wouldn't be going on for as long as it was if linda didn't want it to you know she can fight it and battle it all she wants but mick's constantly pushing her away you know max is kind of giving her that attention that she's craving at the moment you've hit the nail on the head i think i agree that's what's happening because mick's pushing her away and max is pulling her in she likes the attention that she's gaining from max Mm. and so she's 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 um going toward it and Um, we know how irresistible max is to any woman within a 10 mile radius so he decides to pull in (laughs) i don't really i've never really understood the appeal of max and that's not the actor i think the actor himself is a good looking chap it's the personality of max he doesn't wear a max he doesn't he doesn't wear a mask to play max (laughs) no i know no 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 no. i mean his personality his personality yeah, yeah, yeah yeah other Suspects that have put themselves centre forward into the light of <laughs> Ian's attack. Cool, that was a long sentence. It was. Uh, it was. Is Tina. So Tina has basically told Shirley that she had had a fight with Ian. He slapped her. 
Which it did when she said that I was a bit like would he have slapped a Tina? She hit she he I hit him he hit me back. Yeah. But then, if you think about it, the way that Tina stormed into his house, like she clearly was about to rip his head off, so maybe it was self-defense. <laughs> I but still, don't I don't know. I, I know just, what you I, mean, I, though, I like... that was a real. I really didn't see of all the things Ian Bill is. I don't see him as someone who would, even as a reaction, would hit a female. Oh, I don't know. He hit Lucy before. I don't think it was um, the Lucy that died. I think it was the Lucy before that. I think she was... <laughs> so many different characters. So many different Yeah, characters. I know. So Lucy too. Yeah, no, there was some sort of argument going on and Lucy, um, and she was getting in his face and going... And then he just he just backhanded her. Right. And she ran away. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So well, it's, I... it's, not, it's not new territory for Ian. Okay, but it's not something he goes around and makes. A no, point not of doing. frequently. No, it's <laughs> not like Phil just like kind of backhanding Sharon in the in the middle of the vic in front of everybody. Well, he does or, it in private? <laughs> yeah, or, or pushing her out the gate while pregnant. That was that was Sorry. a real low for Phil that moment. Mm, so just, okay, he's not that bad. I I still find that a little bit when when Tina said that I I was a bit shocked to hear that, mm. and maybe because in the back of my mind I had this. They're deliberately writing things, yeah, to make Ian the bad guy, to make him then Tina's attack more plausible. That's why they wrote it. But now you've said that about Lucy. Okay, fine. That that that. Okay, it makes some. I mean, it's sense a bit different, though, isn't it? Your daughter. I'm not saying that hitting your children is right, but it's it's <laughs> kind of falls. In, I know I'm not at all, but it <laughs> but it falls into a different category, doesn't it? Mm. You'd think. You know, it feels it feels a little bit more sort of like if you were watching a scene and Ian hit Tina. You'd, I think you'd be a, be a bit more shocking than if he was having an argument with his daughter and he kind of and the emotions were so heightened that he ended up hitting her. It is different. Funny you should say about this. They showed it on screen because we said last week, uh oh, we're going to have a flashback on this episode. And <laughs> we just and, and I think that if they did, then they would have to show that scene of him hitting Tina. Yeah. So that's, I mean. I d- Look forward I, to that. Do you? Well, yeah, I suppose it's Tina. No. So, <laughs> no, I, of course I jest. But I mean, I want to know how she got blood all around her mouth and it looked like something out of Twilight. I want to know how that happened. Well, she does have a little cut on her lip. She had a cut, so that must have been perhaps Ian when he hit her. So that's where all the mm. blood around her mouth came from. I mean, her, our theory that she bit Ian was thrown right out of the window. <laughs> I, sadly, I you know, I don't think we should be so keen to drop it just yet. You know, it could be. <laughs> But we do know that Tina. we do know that Ian has been attacked uh, by a blunt instrument. So we, at least we know that much now, um, which yes. is good to know. Um, I mean, weapon of choice. What do you think the weapon could have been? Uh, the Lucy Beale Award. I said yeah. this. Few, I said this a couple of weeks ago. It's yeah. the not silver Lucy Beale Award that got him. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm convinced. It's it's it was there as to hand. I mean, they could have. Although, where is it now? Is my question. If that is the weapon, where is the weapon? That's going to be the key, I think, of when we discover who was it who uh, duffed Ian around the back of yes. his noggin. But we're we're fairly certain it isn't Tina now because Tina, although she had that fight with Ian and he left the house fine or okay staggering maybe a little bit tina was yeah. a little bit worried that perhaps then he passed out later pauline fowler-esque when she got hit by the uh fruit bowl and oh, yes and he then obviously was found in the vic by sharon and kathy well but well, by sharon more on that later so yeah. <laughs> so tina was the first one to be arrested for it plus ian woke up and said, it's Tina. It's Tina. It's Tina. Tina did it. Tina, Tina did, did it. it. So, um, I mean, Tina, we didn't see any questioning for Tina. I think Grey pretty much kind of said it was all circumstantial and... Save the day. Save the day. Tina did say that there was a police delivery driver who saw her. So did, did she have a, a pizza, fight with... A pizza delivery driver. Did he, Yeah, are we going to see the return of the... Yeah, are we going to see the, the return of him? I, I hope so. The one who was mocking Mick uh, you know a what? couple of years ago. I didn't hate him as much as everybody else did. I think I was just watching him with a sort of fascination that you watch a wildlife documentary with. You know what I mean? Like that sort of, <laughs> what am I watching? It was brilliant. I just... <laughs> it was It was a good time. It was when, um, obviously, the Stuart, the Stuart story uh, was happening at the time when he was trying to wind up all the carters. Um, so did the pizza delivery driver see Tina because she had ordered a pizza after she had that, a fight with Ian. <laughs> like, I doubt that this pizza delivery driver even saw Tina. Like, if you're at work, it'd be like if someone was walking around a supermarket and remembers a assistant that was on the shop floor at the same time and said, right, that assistant there, he saw me. I was in Asda, I saw him. This assistant's not going to remember you. If she's seen this 18-year-old pizza <laughs> delivery driver. It could be the same guy for all we know, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be pinning my alibi on this if I was Tina. That's all I'm saying. But I think Tina's in the clear. I think that's it. I think that's pretty much her out the picture. <laughs> this, Do we this... think we're going to ever hear about this need for an alibi? Because Jack said to her, well, we haven't found this pizza guy of yours yet. So you still need to find that. And I still need to find out who did it. So we've both got work to do. Well, um, how many pizza so... establishments must be in, you know, Wolford? In London. Well, no, Wolf. No, 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 no. You wouldn't order a pizza from East London and have it delivered to West London. Depends Economically, how good the pizza that, is. well, that wouldn't work for the pizza company. They'd be spending the cost of the pizza on the petrol to get to you. So all the pizzas, pizza companies near Wolford, I'd say within a five-mile radius. Tina needs to call them all and say, "Hey, do you remember that time when I was uh, bleeding from my mouth and <laughs> I was outside my um, number one Albert Square?" Did you, oh, you see do? the vampire in the street on the night of the ninth? <laughs> yeah. Tina can find. I, I just think Tina's out. The I've lost. Basically, what I'm saying is, I've lost my five pounds at the betting shop i, I think re- you have i was adamant and i think you'll find at the betting shop i think you said i bet you five pounds that uh that it's tina so i should be expecting my five pounds in a little brown envelope um so yeah no i think she's out gray i, I want to talk about gray quickly why is gray yes. basically just suddenly become almost a saint of the square after everything that's happened <laughs> i know with him why is everything it's crumpled up and thrown in the bin that whole year story of Chantel and Grey and the domestic abuse storyline because Grey is now the saviour of the square everyone goes to him for help and he just kind of moodily says oh don't you worry about it I'll sort it out and then that's the end of it I'm so angry I I feel like he hasn't really I don't know if it's saint status I feel like he's just been kind of reverted back to his old life you know I think it was basically his job at the time to sort of be the local defender of anybody on Walford and he's stepped forward and he's more than capable because to be fair we know he's a good lawyer so we know that he can do all this sort of thing so he's just sort of doing his job but yeah I agree that it's it's mad how quiet his character has been since he dishwashed his wife to death <laughs> yeah I mean we're getting flashbacks from Ian because of Dennis's uh his hand at Dennis's death other other characters are getting basically kind of like memory scenes of when they're remembering things that have happened in the past. And Gray's not getting any of those, not reinforcing that any kind of guilt that he's had his hand at playing at Chantel's death. Or, well, to be fair, he might be doing, but we just haven't been seeing a huge amount of Grey recently, have we? I understand and I appreciate that this Ian story is the big Christmas story and yeah. probably second only by... Uh, the Max and Linda and Mick story. And but... Honey making a big meal for the community centre. Oh, obviously. that's the big Christmas story of the year. Yeah. But we should Decade. still we should still be seeing rumblings of the Grey Chantel story. It's it's it's. I'm sorry, but it's it's a little bit disgusting that they've just kind of just forgotten it. It's still it needed to be rumbling in the background, even if like his guilt when he speaks to Karen. Like there was a little bit with that when he kind of felt guilty when he had the kids around. And he kind of sent them off, and Shirley was kind of looking after him. No, it's the aftermath mm. that's been that's been bad though, isn't it? Because oh, it's absolutely. not just great. It's not just great. You know, Karen and Mitch are better. When was the last time we saw Mitch, for example? I mean, I'm you know, not dealing that fast with the about... Well, no, but you know what I mean. Though it's his daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. No, absolutely. You know, Keegan has completely forgotten about Chantal. He's busy doing, getting excited with Tiffany and all of this kind of thing. Bernie, is she even still in the show? <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's another thing we need to talk about. That actress, she's a wonderful actress. Why are she they is. ignoring her? She it's hasn't been terrible. in the show for months. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not just Grey as a character that's just being forgotten about and is part in the story. It's literally everybody that was involved in that story is just kind of taking a backseat to everything else that's been going on. Mm. Um, I'm going to presume that it's going to heat up again around Chris. Christmas time because I feel that uh, my prediction is that Grey is going to lose his temper with either Shirley or Tina. Tina more so I think because she'll leave like a pair of knickers on the floor or something <laughs> and he'll absolutely lose his mind yeah. and it displays some sort of, cause we've, had, we've seen the odd little flash of him losing his temper haven't we? And when Whitney saw him lose it at Kira right in the square. Yeah. There is little kind of crumbs that we're getting every now and again, but I, I, I think that it's gonna we're, we're gonna come up to Christmas and something is gonna happen that moves the story on a bit. It's my prediction. Do you think that Whitney and Grey will start a relationship? Oh, I mean, probably at some point, you know, probably in the new year. But I, I mean, I think that Tina's going to end up getting chucked out of the house at the very least. Possibly dishwash it herself. Who knows? <laughs> um, anything's possible. Yeah, we'll wait and see with the Grey story. However, we've got the big one now. We've got Ian in the hospital. Kathy <sighs> mothering him. Peter. But oh, Peter discovers this week that he is in a wheel. She's just not in Ian's. Bobby uh, is feeling really guilty because he didn't count 
the right amount of numbers. And now look, I need to I need to say about this. Why are they doing Bobby? Yeah, we get that Bobby's got really bad OCD and it's a psychological thing. Maybe I'm being extremely insensitive here and I apologise if I am and please feel free to correct me. Is it really a thing that Bobby thinks that because he thinks he didn't count. If he counted, Ian wouldn't have been whacked over the head with a blunt instrument. Is that literally where his brain's at? RobWolfWoodWeekly at gmail.com for any comments. (laughs) Is that... Am I am I missing something vital there in Bobby's character? I don't know enough about how OCD and no, I'm not saying I'm not saying, like saying OCD. Work. I'm talking literally about Bobby's OCD and the way that they're writing it. I'm not talking about I mean, OCD as a whole. He's he's quite he's quite a religious boy. I don't know if that would have any hand in in it in on it. So he he believes on kind of like almost a fate like mm. situation. So he he believes that if he doesn't count the right numbers, that would cause an effect. So Ian's attack had happened because he hadn't. I, I think that might have some kind of hand to it. Perhaps maybe, I mean, I, like I say, I don't know enough about OCD mental illnesses in that respect. But I, I, no. I do know that I think when we all have this little kind of irk, irk. a little irk, yeah. we all have this little irk. And I'm not saying that Bobby's problem is a little irk, but, <laughs> but, but... I mean, sometimes when you leave the house, do you sometimes think, oh, I forgot to lock the door? Or, oh, no, oh, I get I that completely. Do you know what I mean? So it's the kind of, it's the same, I think it's the same, but turned up to 11 for Bobby. Yeah, no, I get that completely. I think my issue with it is that the fact that he was prepared to go back to prison for it and like would go to the police and say, I, ki- I attacked my dad. I'm, I'm responsible for the whole thing. But I think that that's the funny thing. I don't think Bobby, I think Bobby knew he hadn't attacked his dad because Bobby was very open in the police interview to say, oh, the reason why I'm here is, and he then explained it. Then we had the flashback scene yeah. and, and you saw him in the, on a chair and he, he was at his friend's house and he forgot to count to, to look after Ian's soul or, and, and so I don't think at any point Bobby thought that he was the attacker. I just think that Bobby felt like he had responsibility and that he had some kind of play into the attack. And so yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I do see what you're saying. But I, it's a fine line of knowing how kind of like the OCD illness would work. And I would, I wouldn't, mm. I would be incredibly surprised if the writers and the producers of the BBC haven't gone to charities and contacted them. No, and I understand that completely. I'm not, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not doubting that they've done that for a minute. I'm just saying it's, it, it came across was that Bobby was literally until Jack kind of pointed out the logic to him that because Jack actually was a decent policeman in that regard this week surprise surprise it just seemed that he was kind of taking full responsibility for the attack like no matter who had done it Bobby was gonna put himself forward as the number one person that was responsible for it and that to me seemed a little bit odd especially seeing as though it was kind of like Peter had goaded him so much Mm. that and Peter was also kind of making Bobby feel like you need to stop talking, you need to stop talking, as though he thought that Bobby had done it. Well, and I think that Peter does believe that Bobby had done it. That then puts a scene that we saw right at the end of the week into a it throws it into a kind of a very different light, where Kurit is speaking to Peter. Yes, What's about going on there about the va- the van because they found a van. Um, there's a van with blood in it but they haven't said for sure whether it's ian bill's blood so that would then lead to that ian wasn't attacked in the vic at all which is uh, mind-boggling if that's the case yeah. as well Uh oh is there another warehouse in london they haven't used yet and <laughs> maybe <laughs> and it seems as though peter had some kind of involvement with correct if it wasn't to do with ian what are they up to what are they doing well i can, well, I can tell you it isn't for a start, <laughs> it is nothing to do with Kira and Peter having some sort of sexual liaison. I would be the first. Yeah, you'd be up correct. for it, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, you'd be up. You'd be well up for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you'd be like the head of the GIF commu- community if that was going on, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd start a fan <laughs> Twitter site. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. All right, so get that out. Get that out of your brains right now. All right, but it does kind of beg the question: what exactly? is going on because we saw that peter um had a bruise on him the night that ian was attacked that he didn't have before ian was attacked Mm. so where did that bruise come from for a start everything else that's going on to me is more of a mystery than who who actually attacked ian (laughs) yeah that's funny you should say that (laughs) yeah that's exactly how i feel i feel like the stuff that's not happened to ian is more interesting Interesting. less obvious than what what is actually happening to ian yeah Yeah. so it's 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 quite nice that they've now started to open up stories where perhaps karat is up to some dodgy dealings other than you know starting his call center and his rat catching Mm. business he's obviously maybe they did a heist (laughs) 
I'm not even responding to that. <laughs> I'm really not. It's bad enough. That, oh, no, no. Italian. None of that. Heist. No, Heist. no, no, I refuse. Heist. But, but it, well, let's talk about Suki and Karet. Suki is clearly trying to hide something from the police. It's Karet and Suki does not want people to know about. I think it's, yes. obviously, you're meant to think, oh, it's Ian Bill related. It's not Ian Bill related. But why is Peter involved with it? That's the interesting part. Well, I don't know, because I, I was kind of assuming that the Panasars were responsible for the graffiti on the Vic door. Why? Why did you think that? I don't know. I just felt that it was, well, because Vinny has got, like, graffiti history, hasn't he? We've seen Vinny graffitiing before. <laughs> That's true. It's where, it's where his relationship with Dossie started. That's kind of where I assumed that it came from. Masuki was just being really kind of guarded over the fact that <laughs> her son's got a little bit Banksy on the on the, on the door of the Vic. But whoever, if it wasn't them, I have no idea who wrote on the Vic door. But well, I feel it wasn't the same person who attacked Ian. We thought that Dottie had gone. We know that Dottie hasn't gone because they've we- started doing lots of social media videos with the actress. Is it that that old tale as old as time... <laughs> That it's the one that's not even been involved in the whole story from the beginning to the end. That who who had attacked Ian, and that is it's it's Dotty, and that she no. did the graffiti because you said that she met Vinny when they were doing graffiti. Yes. She said, "Oh, I'm into art. I quite like that kind of stuff." Do do you think that could be? It's just really left field, and that they've just decided that no, it's Dotty. <laughs> it's Dotty all I along. I mean, I'd welcome Dotty's. I'd welcome Dotty's immediate return because obviously I'm a big fan of Dotty. Yeah. She has a lot of motive though. She does. Um, but the, most of them kind of have motive for doing it because of the way that it was written. But then, but then her motive sort of disappeared off screen for months, didn't it, before she left? I just think that Dottie's involvement in the whole Ian thing just completely faded away um, to the point where, you know, she dropped a rat through the slatest door and then just wasn't seen whatsoever and then decided that she was going to go see Dot in Ireland. And it was like Dottie had just been physically removed from the story. I mean, I'd welcome her being the one that uh, did the graffiti on the door. I think that would be brilliant. I think that's the extent of her involvement if she is indeed involved in any way. Mm. So back to Clit and Suki. What do you think their cheeky little plan is then? What have they been up to? Why is there blood in a van? Is it? It's probably not Ian's blood. Whose blood is it? Is it human? Is it animal? What is it? What's going on? What are they doing? I mean, answer me now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the the blood's getting examined by forensics. And Clit so... was watching the forensic team. You know, sultry. Didn't seem that worried. Well, he, he was being, you know, he was giving a kind of a little cute look. You know, he's kind of looking over, a cute look. rubbing his rubbing his chin, walking, strut, strutting to the minute mark. Suki's so kind of like looking at him, giving him a glare. All the police well, are lit, here. Don't... You lit a cigarette after the after you said this the other night, didn't you? <laughs> I might have. I might well have. I just think that it's possible, but I don't. I, something else entirely is going on with the Panasars. It might have something to do with somebody who delivered their rent late. Anything. Wow, Nothing surprises would, with Suki. Would they go that violent though? Would they? Are they? Are they now? You know, investing Loan in sharks, violence. Essentially, loan yeah. sharks. Essentially, maybe. I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past them. Not correct though. He's he's a, he's a man. <laughs> he's the man of mind, not of fists. He hasn't done anything that would suggest that he's exactly you know the deepest mind that you've ever seen anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I, look, listen, I'm as interested to see where they're going with Kira as you are. Well, maybe not quite as interested as you are, but, you know, <laughs> it's it, anything's possible. I don't think that he had anything to do with uh, the Ian stuff, though. No, I that's agree my, that's my, that. That's my feeling. I don't think Suki did either. Well, you know, I think Suki had another plan, which we spoke about last week, didn't she? I think she was planning on maybe doing something with, the, with Ian's businesses or something. But mm. I don't think that they had anything to do with Ian actually physically being attacked. No. Let's talk about the one who's pretty much in the frame. Everyone thinks it is this person. Whether they did it in their, themselves or whether they hired someone else to do it, we don't know. Sharon is looking. I am taking pretty... immediate credit for this. I thought it was Sharon before she was a Beale. <laughs> Just saying. Sharon is pretty much. I mean, the, some of the stuff she was doing, especially on Friday, that line when she said, Oh, you're going to get my ring, Mr. Beale. And. Not even being subtle about it. No, in front of Kathy. And then Kathy kind of said, Oh, come on, Sharon, you know it's. This is a bit silly. And and Sharon wasn't, you know, she was pretty much like, well, we're, we're not getting Dismissive. any younger. We might as well just stick to it and see what goes on, really, shouldn't we? So she's got what she wants, ultimately, which is the Vic. She always wanted the Vic. We have theorised that she knows about Dennis and Ian's hand yeah. at it. So it just, I don't know. It's just, Sharon. It, it's Sharon. It, it's Simple just, as. It seems too obvious, but at the same time, it doesn't, it feels like it's, it's being played I mean, out in such a way that it cannot be anyone else. Is it less obvious if you didn't notice the text message things? 
Do you just seem to think the Sharon's gone mad for, for a moment <laughs> if it's if it's got nothing you know, if you don't if you're not looking for Sharon being the main suspect, as I have been, mm. and I think as you have been now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not looking for that, is it quite as obvious as we think it is? Everything she did on Friday was very Sharon 101 I'm up to something <laughs> I yes. got a plan under yes. my hood yes. um everything before that not so much she but you could just tell there was very there was a little there was a few subtle things here and there like she would almost look relieved when she heard the news about Ian you know having to have an operation do you know what I mean yeah. when she yeah. discovered Ian in the pub a lot of people said well if it was Sharon why would she have shouted well why of course she would have shouted she needs to make it look real and uh, and <laughs> Well, to anyone when she could was in be, the pub. Yeah, she was walking. Well, anyone could have been walking past the pub. Oh, I see what you mean. I, okay, I don't. Yeah, I think yeah. the pub. It was still quite early on because pizzas were still being delivered, and Sharon was having a conversation with Karen outside her wall. And I don't know if it was that late. Perhaps there's a little bit in the back of my mind that is, oh, but Rob told me that there was a text message in the allotment. But <laughs> there was. <laughs> there was, by the way. But yeah. I, I, everything just seems to be played out. Everything's acted, and I know they're actors. That's what I mean. I mean Sharon. <laughs> Sharon is acting. She's becoming meta, you know, she's acting uh, as Sharon acting that she doesn't uh, know that she had hit Ian yeah, Bill, yeah. you know what I mean? Let's just briefly touch on the fact that, were you expecting to see the word Sharon Beale in the credits when Monday's episode started by the end of the week? Because I sure as hell wasn't. <laughs> I had a little bit of vomit in my mouth. It was horrid. I mean, for so many weeks we've been seeing Sharon Watts and every time it just it just lights me up, it just lifts me yeah. up. Yeah, Sharon Beale. I mean... Wow. Can we talk about also the technicalities of the fact that Sharon had literally just divorced Phil? Well, this is the other thing that kind of throws <laughs> it into what kind of throws me into sort of it's definitely Sharon mode because it's kind of like Phil seems as determined as he could to get this divorce done as quickly as possible. So clearly they're now working together to get the Vic off Ian. Plotted it with Phil. She'll whack him over the head for good measure. Do you it's... think? Do you think Sharon got her hands dirty? Because Sharon has an alibi. She was talking to Karen, and presumably the attack had happened while that was while she was out the pub. So. Was it? Was she working with Phil and Phil got Ben to do it? I mean, you saw Ben That's leaving. possible. That yeah. is possible. And if I swear to God, if that is what happened, I'm going to be annoyed. Because <laughs> it's always Ben. Ben didn't... The only reason that Ben was angry with, with Ian was because if he was the grass. He didn't have any clue what else was going on because Phil was really dismissive with him all week. Well, not just that. He was also angry because he remortgaged Kathy's calf. So he he, he betrayed mm. his own mother I, I as doubt well. He, I doubt he cared that much about that. Well, he made a big deal of it. He, he got his um, daughter to really ride on Ian about it as well, like go on and on and on about it in a scene. Ben was more cross. angry about it than I think we perhaps quite saw. Cross. He was quite, he was um, quite cross. Yes, how British of you. <laughs> I'm uh, quite no, cross, yeah. actually. Quite, quite cross. Can you imagine in um, EastEnders, in a East, in scene in EastEnders, like Phil went up to cross. like, yeah, Phil went up to Ian Bill and went, Ian Bill, you've made me quite cross. <laughs> I'm quite cross for you, Ian. <laughs> no, Phil, please don't. No, Phil. Not cross. Here. Don't be cross with me. You know what? Me being cross means you're going down the loo, <laughs> down, the, down the toilet. Oh, anyway, they uh, need a good flush in. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a long while. It's been a long time. Um, oh, I mean, now you've put that possibility in my head that it might basically just be all the Mitchells working together. That's, that is a possibility. We're and not... yet, again, it would make Callum look so incredibly stupid. I was about to say, we're not the only ones that believe it could be uh, the Mitchells, or in particular Ben, because Callum has been running around the square this week taking interviews from uh, all the suspects. His technique is just just above average. I mean, Suki put him in his place. Everyone he questioned basically kind of belittled him in one way or another. Even his own brother yeah. did at one point. Um, and but but he really you're believed... really rubbish at this, aren't you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> You're not that good, really. Um, yeah, maybe I am. Yeah. I think he's beginning to believe it's Ben, isn't he? Because a lot of people are now yeah. basically saying to him, "Have you asked Ben? What about Ben? Do you know where Ben was that night?" Which, if anything, should tell us that it PC Highway thinks it might be Ben. That may that must basically confirm to us that it's absolutely in no way Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel I feel really sorry for um, PC Highway because so do I. To be fair, you know, because he's 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 turning more into something out of Noddy every single week. <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> he's just so bad at this, Aww. and like that, he's got so much going on underneath his nose. And even if even if it is, even if he does know that it's happening, the Mitchells are like, "What are you going to do?" Yeah. You know, they basically have got Callum like on strings throughout the entire thing. Like, there is no point in anything. Phil has made it quite clear that he has no intention of stopping any sort of illegal activity that goes on. <laughs> ben has made it quite clear he's got no he's got no intent of stopping being a criminal at any point. 
So the pair of them are just living with this copper that they assume and are quite right about the fact that he's just going to roll over. Mm. They could they could be running a human trafficking operation in their front room and Callum would still be like, right, Ben, what's going on in the living room? You know, I was I was in there. There was a lot of people I didn't know. Nothing, nothing, Callum. Stop <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> I know. I you know. know. It's just, I feel sorry for him because he feels like he has to protect and look after Ben. But Ben... I don't think Ben appreciates it very much. Ben's just no. kind of like, oh, well, you can if you want, but I don't care. I'm just going to strut no. around the uh, the square, kind of accuse people of all kinds of yeah. lots of different things. With a crowbar. And, yeah. And Callum's just there, isn't he? He's just, uh, he's almost just inconsequential. And he's he should be fronting this story, considering he's on the case with Jack, doing like all the investigating. It's just... All I want out of this is for Ben, to, is for Callum to be forced to arrest Ben. That's all I wanted out of this when Callum became a copper. I thought that would be a great little twist that Callum, at some point, would be faced with the like inescapable fact that he had to arrest Ben. Mm. That would that would have been excellent. I'd have loved that. So maybe that is still possible in some way. But now the way that Callum's going, it's going to be a wrongful arrest. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, because they'll they'll weave their way out of it. Ben didn't do it in the first place, and Callum's going to arrest him anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, because he feels like he has to. It's his duty <laughs> as yeah. a copper. As a copper. D.I. Gaffney, pull your party poppers, blow your horns. D.I. Gaffney oh. is on rest. He's on suspension. Yep, it was mentioned. I miss him. I liked him. I miss D.I. Gaffney. You made me laugh. <laughs> Did you really? Um, I liked him. I I think that was basically the writers <laughs> putting down their pens and saying, yeah, right. we That we, podcast we that we occasionally listen to, <laughs> takes the mick out of him every week. We ain't writing him anymore. <laughs> to be honest with you, it wasn't just us. If you went on social media, there was a lot of hate for D.I. Gaffney. Not just him, though. Let's be fair. The story. The story was ridiculous. I said last week, there's nowhere they can go with it anymore. They're going around in circles. They're dogs chasing their tails. Let's just put an end to it. I'm glad they have. Let's be honest. I am glad that they have. I, I, uh, I he hope that's still the end. <laughs> no, He could still return. Yeah, no. He could still return with revenge on his mind. He's going to bring down PC Highway. <laughs> no, I think I think he's going It'll to be... take about two minutes. <laughs> I think he's going to be forgotten like like Dylan Box is forgotten in Stuart's history. I think he's just... Yeah. We're all meant to forget it. We're all meant to click our fingers and just go, oh, who's the Icafne? Just difficult to watch and I don't... I'm glad that he's not I, on the screen. Honestly, I didn't... I, I wasn't that offended by him. I just felt that it was... Yeah, I agreed with you that the story was just going into some ridiculously circular places. You've got two weeks to do this. Two weeks pass. Right, you've got another two weeks. Get it, on, get it done. Get it done. Right, two weeks pass. Right. Two weeks, that's it. <laughs> it was just going in circles. Um, how much longer is Callum going to be a copper? I don't think Callum had long for his career. Cop- coppering world. <laughs> coppering world. I mean, I like the idea of Callum being a copper. I, I do. I really do. I know a lot of people perhaps have said, oh, they kind of shoehorned it. Yes, he did his training in less than a day. Fair enough. <laughs> I like there's a police officer on the square. I'd much rather, if they were going to have a police officer on the square, remember a year or so ago when Lofty and Mary, did, yeah, punk Mary, Mary yeah. and you saw her daughter Annie, who's a police officer, and I was I was sure that they were going to make her a character and have uh, Mary come in and out every now and then, and I would love for her to come back as a character, Annie and Mary, and I would love Lofty to come back. I was talking to Ben, and we the show is missing. Basically, let me start from where this all began. We've been watching. <laughs> right. Sorry, get yourself comfortable. We've no, been, I've got my tea. Go on. <laughs> we've been watching the 60th anniversary of Corrie this week, and Ben and oh, I were yes. having a chat, and we were saying. You know, Coronation Street is still getting fairly decent ratings. And I know you shouldn't base a show on how good ratings are, but with a soap, you kind of do. That's kind of what they kind of look for, especially on a commercial channel like ITV on Channel 4. BBC, they shouldn't be chasing ratings, but they do. And But Coronation Street is still getting good ratings, despite, although 60th Anniversary Week was good, I wouldn't say it was mind-blowingly good. No. It was fine. And from what I've heard reports of, Coronation Street isn't particularly great at the moment. No better or no worse than what EastEnders is at the moment. Worse but, than EastEnders at the moment, frankly. But they're still getting very good ratings. Why is that? Well, because there's characters in Coronation Street that if you haven't watched Coronation Street for 10 years and you came back to it, you'd go, oh, it's Sally. Oh, it's Ken. Mm. Oh, it's... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know Coronation Street well enough to reel off a list of names, but I know them two. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Kevin. There you Kevin go. There's and another Sally. <laughs> Kevin and Sally. It's the roster of Coronation Street <laughs> characters that you know off the top of your head. But you know what I mean? It's like, because for some reason, Coronation Street have this real power that they can keep their cast or they don't kill off important cast members without it perhaps being a very good reason to do so. I, again, I can't say that with a lot of strength behind my argument. Okay, there's Phil, there's Sharon, there's Ian. But there really isn't anyone that if you came back and like from when you watched it from the 80s or the 90s, you could kind of say, well, 
yeah, I really remember, you know, Lofty. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? And so um, I would I would love it if they would... This has all come from us saying how Callum shouldn't be a police officer anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I, know, I would right. I would love it if they could bring back... And, and and the actors who play Lofty and Mary... Mary said she'd do it part-time. Lofty, though, the, the, he said he would love to come back to the show. I'm sure he would, because he's working... At, he's his job in actor, and I'm sure he'd love he'd love regular work yeah, but, again. You know, but, I can't blame him for that. But as as a as a viewer, and I think as I think it was a real pull for any viewers who have maybe lost sight of the show, I think it would be a real good incentive I mean, for people to watch my again. My thing on that at the, at the minute, basically, is that I think that... EastEnders have had a few executive producers in a row that have all decided, right, I'm going to throw a cataclysmic bomb into that set of characters and into that set of characters and kill off a few people. And actually what we've been left with is three massive craters in the square. <laughs> yeah. And sort of like the odd characters sort of walking around in a daze going, what just happened? There have been some very odd producer decisions in terms of characters to kill off over the past, I'd say, five years or so. And I think that the effect it has had on the show has kind of been obvious, you know, killing off, say, the Mitchell sisters together in one episode, for example. Mm. Yes, I won't use any excuse to attack Sean O'Connor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and then killing off Abby. Big characters and axing big characters that the audience were identifying with and were becoming attached to, just to sort of make your mark on the show. And to Kate Oates' credit, for the most part, that's not her style and never has been. You know, yes, she's killed off characters, but is it characters that you think, you know, so, you know, we have different opinions on whether Dennis was a good was a good character to kill off, for example. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, has she really done sort of mad acting sprees? No, she hasn't. So she's kind of working with what she's got. It's difficult to know, though, if it, that if Kate Oates and John Sen, because you can't really, you have to, it's the same breath, isn't it? They're, they are both the executive producers, technically. It's difficult mm. to know what, their plan is though with the show okay maybe they're not killing off the big characters anymore but they're certainly destroying them in the sense that they're rewriting history with them i don't think that they are destroying them i think what you see this is the thing and i think what would what you're talking about here is the fact that you are a a regular watcher of classic eastenders how dare you you know and i we are a regular watcher (laughs) of of classic eastenders you know and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and the show's history should always be respected because that's why it's still on the air however i also think that the job of a soap producer whether you like their style of storytelling or not is to keep stories coming out frequently like a factory the 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 story cogs have got to keep turning and turning and turning and turning and turning at all times and because of the rate of soap that is produced you know trust me i'm a regular watcher of cory they've got it much worse with terms of stories at the moment than uh than EastEnders have yeah they've got the big old coercive control storyline that they've had going uh for the past two years but trust me not a lot else whereas EastEnders regularly are trying to do you know stories in different ways and trying to keep us interested and trying to keep the drama going i've always said that eastenders um looks and tells its story uh, very differently to how the other soaps do it and they always have and they still do and it's the rate of soap at the moment and the rate that stories have to keep coming out you're not going to like every decision that comes across you're not going to like every story that happens and there's going to be periods where you think this is the biggest part of steaming manure i've ever watched in my life <laughs> but that to me isn't where eastenders is at at the moment it's new characters that come in you know we love the panasars they're a great addition to the square oh, i do I like can't wait just we i love do the like panasars. Oh, yeah i do like the panasars i must say but maybe in, maybe in a few weeks' time we could have a proper little sit down and discuss. I'd love that. Yeah, what we great. what we would like to add or remove from EastEnders, and then I would love that. And then we basically have the perfect soap, you know, because we I'm are. Sure the, I'm sure the cast and crew who listen to, <laughs> to us can't wait for that episode. <laughs> I know, I know. Their ears will bleed. Um, mm. Let's talk about a story that I absolutely love, and every week I gush and love about Stuart and Rainey because I do love them so much and I love I their story and I was willing to let the surrogacy thing just go over my head. It's fine now. It's been dealt with. We don't need to worry about that anymore. That doesn't mean that the Stuart and Rainey story still isn't chugging along because Rainey went a bit AWOL. Stuart's very worried, not really knowing what happened to Rainey. Rainey comes back looking a bit dishevelled, desperate for a bacon sandwich, but gets Sorry. arrested with Stuart. And then, coincidentally, they both gave the same alibi. <laughs> right. Can we just talk about this alibi for a second? I loved this, this so much. This No, this alibi was ridiculous. For a start, Deal or No Deal... Is the greatest the, game show on earth. I completely agree. I absolutely adore <laughs> Deal or No Deal. Bring it back. And I applied for it so many times, I can't even tell you. The, the alibi that they gave was that they I, I don't understand how this was even, how this even worked either. Or are we supposed to believe that they had some sort of weird synergy but they both came up with this absolute bull story about they were sat at home watching a program that's not been on air for about 6 years. I believed it because 
I think that if you're that kind of couple, Stuart and Rainey, and I've said it before, they're that kind of couple. They live in their own little world. They live in their own little bubble. They are forever looking after one another and they're good for each other because they, they are looking after each other. Yeah. They are each other's number one. And I, yes. I truly believe that if you're, if you live with someone long enough, it's almost like when you finish the same sentence. Oh, I thought you were going to finish with me then. Don't worry. Sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a bit like that, isn't it, though? It's, it's kind of like... And I, I just think, in my head, how I built it was that the night before, they were on Challenge TV. They were watching the Challenge Network. Not even on Challenge TV. Trust me, I've looked. Oh, okay. What channel then? Is it on any channel? Not on. No. Oh. Okay, it's on they all... Showed, like, they showed like a series of... <laughs> this is so geeky. Um, they showed like a series of repeats during lockdown. The first lockdown of the celebrity version. So maybe that was when this was written. There you go. Maybe, that, there maybe, you I'll, go. Give it, maybe I'll give it that. But... There you go. So they were watching the same episode. They were watching Do or No Do on whatever network it was on James at the Corden. time. Was he on it? He was on it, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate James Corden. <laughs> I... your issue with James Corden? What's your, what's not your issue with James Corden? He's not in this country. Doesn't offend me. I barely see him apart from on Gavin and Stacey. Oh, don't get me started on Gavin and Stacey. Oh, I'm oh going to get so much hate. <laughs> wow. AlexWolfordWeekly at gmail.com. Go on then, at me. Do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. My fists are clenched. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they're watching the same show. They're watching Deal or No Deal. Let's just say it was on the Challenge Network. They uh, And it was the night before. Right. Something happened. Rainy went AWOL. And it just remember, it stuck in their mind that they were watching Deal or No Deal from that night. And so they just quickly referenced back to that. And that's where they came up with their alibi. And I truly believe it. I think that could happen. <laughs> I do. I really do. Right. Uh, and Okay. And and it moves the story along in really the way it should. That Stuart and Rainey are now have nothing to do with the Ian story. So now they can go off on their own path, and actually we can explore their story about how they want children and surrogacy. And that's the story I want from them. So I don't mind that they did that. I don't mind it was a throwaway comment. I really don't care because it means we get more Stuart and Rainey in a situation and a setup that I care more about. You're going to insert applause over that at the end, <laughs> don't you? Um, I look, I. <laughs> Well, in which case then, I, fine. You know, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But can we? Where where was Rainy then? What was she doing? Is she falling off the wagon or something? Like, yeah, she, she rough just as went... a dog's ass when she came back. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care to know. I, she just went a bit able. She had a five funny five minutes. That's we all have. That I go off sometimes and just come back three hours later, looking a bit like three hours. Yeah, not like three days later. Oh, I'm sure we've done a three day. Uh, you've oh, gone out. Really? You've gone out on a Friday night and not come back till a Sunday afternoon. Come oh, on. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. I have. Exactly. Those were good days. All right, fine. But if, you, <laughs> if you're happy with all of that, then absolutely fine. I mean, it didn't have. It, I, you know, I love Stuart Rainey as a couple. I think they work. I think the whole thing with the um, alibis was absolutely insane. I loved it. Uh, it was loopy as heck, and I loved it. It was. It was complete and utter bewilderment when I was watching that. <laughs> but fine. It's, but you know, so uh, the was you don't care where Rainy was. You don't think they're going to tell us where Rainy was? No, nope. of course they are. Surely. Oh, well, you don't no, think maybe, they're going to tell us? Maybe, 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 maybe next, maybe next week if there's scenes with them and they are like having a very serious conversation, which I'm sure if they the stars will. align. Maybe it, they might tell us. If they don't, that's fine. Well, no, I think it's it was, basically what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if, if it might come up in conversation, but if it doesn't, I really don't mind. It was I mean, like a two episode mystery of where Rainy was, <laughs> and you're not bothered about the solution. What, so you you think they should do like a spin-off like Redwater where Rainy would gone for two days <laughs> no <laughs> I'd like that actually I'd, I'd actually like that <laughs> all I want to know is where she went everybody on the square is still a suspect and Sharon's not the most obvious thing that's ever happened in the whole of Walford who done it Rainy is a suspect no, nope. you know, because Rainy was getting yes she is because Rainy was getting all like, you know getting all Larry uh, so why did he get what he deserves and all that kind of thing was angry about the fact that Ian had apparently wrecked the surrogacy plans and then she disappeared. No. So I'm not saying that she did it. I'm just saying that she, for God's sake, I'm not saying that she did it. I'm just saying that she is a suspect. Okay. That's fine. So we need to know where she was. It's one of the mysteries of that of that night was where Rainy went to. I think it's just to make up the numbers and that Oh, no, I agree. I agree. But they can't just say that and then not give us any sort of answer. They can't settle questions about Rainy and then not answer them. I love Rainy and Stuart, and I want their story to be yeah, I know you nothing love to do with Ian. <laughs> For God's sake. I want their story to be nothing to do with Ian Bill. I don't want them to have any attachment to it whatsoever. And I, and I know right. that he's, she's a suspect, but I just don't think it's, in, it's important enough to 
put any kind of emphasis on the fact that she'd done anything to Ian. I don't think uh, we're going to get anywhere with this. Other to say that um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what they're up to next week. Do you know what else I'm looking forward to? Christmas? Yes! Funny enough, Rob. <laughs> um, and what would Christmas on the square be without some kind of traditional thing happening, i.e. a nativity, a nativity or choir practice, or this year... A community meal. And who better to organise one than Honey <laughs> after her son tried to steal from the Minimart? What was that about? Why did... Uh, so, what, are we supposed to be... like? So the whole Will thing, he was stealing something from the Minimart for his friend at school, who is struggling at the moment, which is fine, it's understandable and very realistic. Uh, and so what, then, that I that gave... Her feeding son gave Honey the idea <laughs> of helping the entire community. Because that's what we've got, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed that Will is probably the bravest young adult on the square. Brazen. Well, bravest person on the square for the way that he stood up to Suki. Suki, yeah. Yeah. And an Suki, old bag. I know. And Suki, you well, you could see she pierced her lips. She, well, she took, took it back a little bit. And then, and then Honey was very quick to say, oh, apologise. And he was like, no. No, actually, I'm not going to apologise because I did this for good reasons. And by the way, most of your products in this shop are out of date. And that's illegal. <laughs> And, yeah. I mean, he had her there. I mean... He's never had balls like this before, Will, by the way, has he? No, no. <laughs> not even when he was a model. Sure. <laughs> no, doesn't take after his father, that's for damn sure. Well, he's he's a good kid. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Will. When he gets a little bit older, I think we've, yeah. got, we've got a good little character being developed there. And they, I wouldn't get attached. They'll probably recast him. Well, we'll kill him. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I loved it. absolutely loved that scene with him and Suki. Um, and, it, yeah, as you say, it, it gave Honey a bright idea. That is that there's a very... There, and it's true. Thanks to our government, I <clears throat> won't go any further than that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kids are going hungry in our country. And it would be nice if at least... They could all have one nice Christmas dinner this year. And uh, yeah, a real statement. Mm. I think it was a good mm. a good idea to, to have a I story agree. like that. You know, I'm, I, I like it. I just, I'm hoping that's what it is as well. I'm hoping it's not... I, I can imagine it, it, what would be lovely. Just a nice bit of Christmas viewing this year would be Jane Honey doing this thing and it starts to snow on Christmas Day and they're w- watching all the empty tummies being filled around them <laughs> with the people that they've helped in the community. Are you trying to get a role as a narrator for like a children's yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> to... <laughs> all those empty tummies getting filled. Empty tummies were filled. I've got my professional microphone. What do you think I'm going to use it for? <laughs> and then they have their first kiss. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Nice yes. Little... And that's nice. that's what I was going to um, discuss with you. So you think this is basically the development of the Jay and Honey story? Because yeah, he, I think so. She did It'll be rope... a lovely development going forward, I think. Mm, she did rope Jay in, she's roped Billy in, and she's roped Isaac in. So she's got yeah, the I mean, three I, I wise argue... men. <laughs> yeah, I would argue that Jay didn't need much roping, to be fair. <laughs> no, he really didn't. He no. certainly did not. Yeah, I, I, I mean, every every Christmas at around about this time, it's always around about two weeks before Christmas Day episode, the Christmas story gets introduced. Yeah. Same as every year, really. Um, it's they won't yeah. beat the choir story. I loved the choir story. <laughs> did you? I actually did I too. Loved, the one when Gene was, was hilarious. It. Yeah, and, and just the kind of like the Gene uh, versus Kim thing that was yes. going on. The choir lady was funny as well, and Kim being forced to apologise. I'm sorry. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, so I am looking forward to this story. I like a Christmas story, kind of just to soften the Christmas Day episode. Well, actually, to be fair, they don't normally do it on Christmas Day, do they? They normally do it on Christmas Eve. No, it's normally the lead up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's normally Christmas Eve, the episode, and then they get ready for the depression and the... (laughs) Mad. And and the madness. brutality of Christmas Day. (laughs) Yeah, I know. When when your empty tummies are filled and you're sat in front of the TV (laughs) with your mince pie at nine o'clock... Ready to see, as you say, yeah. the brutality of the Christmas yeah. Day episode of EastEnders. Basically, but um, I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah, no. uh, uh, it's a, it's clearly a vehicle for Jay and Honey because Billy's involved too. I guess that Billy's going to perhaps get some kind of inkling of what's going on. Yeah, what's going to happen between them? No, oh, I welcome it. I hope they. I hope that my prediction is close to what actually happens. Uh, Silent Night playing in the background, and Honey and Jay look over the work they've done for that nut for that day, and then. They realise that there's a moment between them and Billy watches them from across the uh, empty um, cafeteria or wherever they've gone to. Uh, community centre, probably. That's the one, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'd, I'd like to see where this is this is going with them. Um, and I, I do. I'm, I've started to really kind of like the idea of Jane Honey, if I'm honest, which is surprising me because I didn't like it when I first heard about it. But I'm, 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 I'm for it now. 
Yeah, I'm up for it. I, I like the idea. I know you are. Thing. You've loved it ever since the idea. You've loved it ever since it started. Well, anything that kind of <laughs> pushes Billy out of the question of honey, <laughs> I don't mind at all because I hate anything that gives Jay screen time. I'm happy with. So. Yeah, also true. Jay, Jay, he's a very capable actor, and he needs mm. more. I mean, <laughs> much more. I wish. Th- I really wish they'd give him a, a serious storyline. As a child, they they were giving him really gritty storylines, and now they kind of give him. You know, they throw a few crumbs here and there to him. But I I mean, I'm happy there's the Jay and Honey storyline coming up. It'll be good to see the relationship between him and Billy dissolve perhaps around it. Because obviously Billy's I still get say upset. that Jay and Whitney would be perfect together. That's our, that's one couple that I've always felt would be perfect together. The problem with that is, is that Whitney doesn't go for the safe Jay kind of character, does she? No, I know. I know. So. Jay doesn't... Jay's not an abuser in any way, shape or form. <laughs> no, so... so Likely to ever happen, but... Draw yeah, a line under that fa- one, I think. My, <laughs> fantasy, my fantasy couple. You've got Kira and Peter. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. Kira and me, no. my friend. No, we, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Thank sorry. you. If I ever meet the actor who plays Kira, I'm going to be dreadfully embarrassed <laughs> really, by everything really I'm saying. Hope, I really, really hope that A, that happens, and B, someone's filming it. <laughs> <laughs> one day our dream may come. Anyway, that mm. was the week of EastEnders. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed discussing it. However, I'm sure you guys also have a few comments to make. So we're going to read some of them out right now on I Ain't Want to Gossip. You know me, I ain't want to gossip. So this week on I Ain't Want to Gossip, we have had some lovely comments coming through. Uh, Zena John's Brackets Fulton on Twitter uh, says Sharon did it. Somehow found out about what Ian did to Denny and is now trying to take him for everything everything else is coincidental and there to distract you see that's but i think that's basically what we were saying it's it's basically saying that the stuff that's going on in the background is much less obvious than who attacked ian in the first place yeah much more interesting is what they thought was going to be the bigger mystery out of everything else (laughs) i know it's a bit sad that like everything that's happening around ian like the hospital scenes as much as they were quite nice to watch they didn't seem to have the same kind of impact for me than watching everything happening on the square around it but then i suppose imagine if it's not sharon and it's got nothing to do with any theory that we've come out with whatsoever. I'm leaning a little bit on Dotty now. I'm going on Dotty. Now you... Teen is out of the question. I'm going on Dotty a little bit. Not all the way. Well... I'm, I'm sticking to Sharon, but Dotty a little bit. Or Dotty and Sharon. Oh my goodness. Now it's oh, now we're throwing the ingredients in the pot, aren't we? Mark, the Herald Angel Sing, <laughs> also known as Mr. <laughs> K Phillips One on Twitter, says, even though I loathe the concept of Sharon Bill, I still find myself grinning ear to ear whenever we get a Sharon Cathy scene. I know, I love their scenes together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is nice to see. Just these two stalwarts of Wolford, mm. sort of uh, show, basically showing everyone else how it's done, basically, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're very <clears throat> strong women. They kind of work well off each other. I don't like that Cathy seems to have kind of turned into a bit of a dribbling mess over Ian. I think that she would be... I know it's her son and all that lot, but I think she would be a little bit more assertive towards oh, Sharon. But, yeah, you? but I think Cathy's maternal instincts have always kicked in no matter what happens. You know, she's always been mega... I mean, let's be honest, she's had a lot to defend over the years with both <laughs> Ben True. and Ian. So I think this is just second nature to Cathy at this point. Ashley McDougall says, I remember how excited I got after Boat Week when it said Sharon Watts on the credits. Now it says Sharon Beale, and I can't take it serious. I hope there is some major redemption with this storyline. See, the thing is, with this whole Sharon Beale thing, I would be much more offended by it if I didn't think that it's going to be gone after Christmas Day. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that the reveal is going to be Sharon. You know, Sharon's involvement in it in some way is going to be revealed. After that, it's we're just going to forget the fact that they got married, and it's going to be a good pointless answer to <laughs> to give when you talk about Ian Peel's wives, um, and and that's going to be the end of it. By the end of this year, I don't think it will be saying Sharon Beale on the credits. If this was Sharon's plan all along, wouldn't she have to then stay married to Ian to keep? Like well, how long? How long? Get divorced the... from Phil? No, I, I mean they could annul it, but like, how long is? How long do you think? I know you said it's going to end once you know it's found out about Sharon, but do you think yeah. Ian? You know what Ian's like. He's quite a desperate little puppy sometimes. Do you think he'll just be like, oh, okay, I forgive you. We'll stay married. Probably, but it's well, yeah, probably, but I don't think that it'll. No, I'm convinced it'll be done. It'll be done by the end of the year. We won't be seeing Sharon Sharon Beale on the credits for very long. I think they've thrown that in. As a sort of red herring to make us kind of think, oh, Sharon's married Ian, it can't possibly be Sharon. No, it's, it's not. I'm convinced it's not happening. Don't worry about it. Don't let it stress you. <laughs> I shan't. I promise. <laughs> One last comment talking about 
that lovely pizza delivery guy on Twitter one last time, just to remind <laughs> us of hit, Tina's alibi. And um, that day, at, that day, and at Brogan underscore media on Twitter says he was simultaneously the worst and most cringeworthy, but best character EastEnders has ever produced. Yes, it was fascinating. I remember that episode <laughs> so well. I can't remember anything else that happened in that episode, but I remember the pizza guy because it was just so random. It was like it was a comic relief sketch. It was like they yeah. put, they put so much thought into this guy's insane dialogue it was the most memorable thing about that episode but there was a guy who played him i can't fault him i thought he did really really well with him he seemed to have looked at that script and thought what the hell <laughs> how am i supposed to learn this so i think he did brilliantly you can contact us on twitter and instagram at warford weekly find us on facebook at warford weekly podcast if you're listening to us on youtube please don't forget to like subscribe and click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos that come out every week uh you can also listen to us on apple podbean spotify or any of your favorite podcast sites there are a plethora of them i also have an email address at robwolfordweekly at gmail.com any abuse is to be sent to alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com and please do not forget to be safe be kind take care of each other and let's all end this year on a nice positive note and be good to each other shall we uh we'll be back next week god knows where we'll be what we'll be talking about by then (laughs) if this week's anything to go by but we all look forward to it because we like to discuss our favorite soap in the world it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me fairly well